Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And we have a dark episode for you guys today. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Yesterday, Jake and I went and saw The Batman. Yes. Which was a phenomenal film. It was uh it, it was it was it was good. It, it was, was a, a very it was good movie. Very good movie. Sometimes you go into these superhero films and you look to be entertained. Right. And, but it was, I was entertained, yep. but I was also enthralled. I really enjoyed the depth of the movie, the depth of the characters. It was, it was very good. Yeah. Um, so of course, you know, about a year ago when we first started getting teasers for the Batman movie, I was like, oh man, I want to know everything about this Batmobile. Right. Like, cause, cause nobody really knew anything. So I started digging like who's doing this, who's, who's the stunt driver, who's, right. the, who's building this thing. And I got a hold of Rick English who is a stunt driver, and it was about a year ago, and he's like, he's like, yo, man, sorry, can't talk about anything. It's all under wraps. I'm like, all right, I am going to contact you when the movie comes out, and we can nail something <laughs> down. He said, great. So I emailed him uh, last week. I said, hey, do you want to come on and talk about Batmobile and Bat stuff? And bat, stuff. bat stuff. <laughs> and he's like, absolutely. So we have Rick English coming on the podcast. And, of course, I do research as always, and I hadn't really looked into him that much. I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a stunt driver for the Batmobile. And of course, the other day, I'm like, I'm going to pull up this guy's IMDb, and it's ridiculous. He is like the stuntman. He's he really is one of the stuntmen. I mean, it is it is crazy. Like he's done just a quick list. These are things. This is small list. No Time to Die, Casino Royale, Skyfall, Spectre, multiple Fast and the Furious films, Inception, one of my favorite movies, uh, 28 Weeks Later, a zombie movie. Yep. You know, I love that movie. Sunshine, which is kind of an obscure movie. Sci-fi. Sci-fi, one of my favorite movies. Born Ultimatum, National Treasure with yes. Nicolas Cage. He mentioned Nick Cage on another m movie, too, yeah, in the interview. Yeah, Ghost Rider, he stunt yep. double for Nicolas Cage. World War Z, he was yes. a uh, stunt double for Brad Pitt. Thor, Edge of Tomorrow, uh, it, it just... It, Mission goes, Impossible. Mission he, Impossible. He mentioned Captain, a few Mission Impossible. Captain America. I mean, it's it Marvel's DC. Multiple Batmans. <laughs> it is crazy. Yeah, and he worked on all the Nolan Batmans he, too. He did. He did. And obviously, he's got a connection with uh, Nolan with Inception. Yep. Which we're, we talk about some other movies. Oh, he too. said he worked on Tenant, didn't he? No, he did not work did on not Tenet. Work on Tenet. Yeah, okay. he he said he he fell asleep during Tenant, or he didn't have the attention because <laughs> <laughs> the, there's a chase scene in, in, in that that's really really good. So yes. we're here to talk to him about Batman, but then, of course, I looked up his IMDb, and we're going to have to talk about his career a little bit, and uh, we get into that as well. Um, the Batmobile in this movie, it, it, it is quite special. They built four of them. Um, it's tough to understand. He says what the motor is, and nobody has known what the motor is right. until now. You'll be able to hear what motor is in this because thing. Because people are like, Triton V10. Well, what you see is a prop motor. You see the prop motor. So nobody knows what this is. So we will find out what's in it, what the transmission is, uh, which is super interesting, how it was built, how big it is. It's it's this crazy vehicle. <laughs> we talk about the motorcycles. Um, one of the things, one of them has a Tesla drivetrain, which I uh, found, found really, really interesting. Um, you have a quote here. About the Batmobile, do you want to want to read that? Of the yeah, conception I found this. Okay, so Matt Reeves is the director. He says it has to make an appearance out of the shadows to intimidate. So I thought of it almost like Stephen King's Christine. I like the idea of the car itself as a horror figure, making an animalistic appearance to really scare the hell out of the people Batman's pursuing. Yeah, he also he, uh, production designer James Chinlin, who's basically designed the, the Batmobile, says it needed to be. Uh, it was meant to intimidate 
it had to be like a monster. And there was, uh, I read a bunch of interviews about it and stuff like that. They made it breathe, which I w- I'm going to go back and look at it. But when the jet engine fires up, you can see like the the front of the car, like fire underneath. Yes, from I, the, I and, noticed and, that. And it, they made it breathe. So it's like, it's a, <laughs> it, it's a, it's a living thing. And I think it's the, for me, this is my favorite Batmobile. Because yeah. it looks like something that Bruce Wayne could have built. And that it, is it alluded looks, to in the film. It is. It is. And it's up on the hoist, and there's a motor completely disassembled with a crankshaft and valve springs yep. all scattered out on the table, which which is really, really cool. Um, super interesting movie. It's. I hope everybody has seen it. If you haven't seen it, make sure that you do. If you listen to this episode and don't want to go see it, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> uh, before we get into our interview with Rick, what have you got for us? Yeah, let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Petrolbox. Petrolbox is a monthly service made specifically for the automotive enthusiast. Each month, they carefully select items including tools, detailing supplies, apparel, garage gear, stickers, and publications to be sent right there to your doorstep. It's a curated selection of the latest and greatest gear in the industry. There are actually two different levels of subscription to choose from. The Petrobox Petrobox Basic costs less than 20 bucks a month, while the Petrobox Premium gets you even more gear for $39.95 a month. Check them out at mypetrolbox.com, and be sure to use the code OVERCREST at checkout to get $6 off your first month. What do you think's more iconic, the Batman or the Batmobile? Ooh. I mean, I don't think you can have one without the other. Well, you you certainly can't have the Batmobile without Batman. Right. So it's probably we're going to give the nod to Batman in this video. Yes. Regard. But in terms of... I would say of like hero vehicles or cinematic vehicles, it is one of the most ubiquitous. It is. It is. I, I think that there's other movie cars that are that, that are interesting too. Christine, obviously. I love is, that they the director even referenced Christine. Legend, right? And then you've got the DeLorean, which is... That car's not a character. I feel like the Batmobile has a persona and it and it makes you feel something. I feel like the the I don't I don't really like the DeLorean that much. The the Back to the Future DeLorean doesn't really move me like it does other people. It seems more like a tool a a a, a, a plot tool. Yeah. Where the Batmobile is is more of a character, I think. Anyway, let's get into our interview with Rick English. It's it's a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hello, Mr. Rick English. It's Chris and Jake from the Overcrest Podcast. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. What's <laughs> going on, man? Uh, just um, yeah, just uh, just relaxing actually. Friday, so um, not working today, so um, yeah, all good. It's, it's interesting. Of course, I do always do research on whoever I'm going to interview, and you know, initially right. this, was, this was I talked to you like a year ago. When they finally, when they first okay. started showing a little bit of the Batmobile, I'm like, oh man, I gotta, right. I gotta talk to that guy. Right. Um, we talked to, you know, a few other stunt drivers that have, have, have done different things, yeah. like, like I told you. Um, but yeah. It's, and then was, you're like, oh, we can't talk is it's, you know, NDA, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'll, I'll check with you after yeah. the movie comes out. And then I, yeah. and I, you know, figure out that you drove the car, drove the Batmobile and did stunts and stuff like that. And that's kind of as far as I went initially, you know, that was like, I yeah. looked you up that, okay, that's the guy. And then I kind of shelved it for a little bit. And over the last couple of days, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go check out this guy's IMDB and holy shit, man. <laughs> like, you're like in every one of my favorite movies from like, I love oh, Sun- really? oh, sunshine. Oh, man. What a great movie. The ending. A wow, little weird. I'm surprised you know that movie. That was a long time ago. Oh, that movie. Um, it's great. The ending kind of like very unique, and it's I a think unique that's movie. And there's the, yeah. there's this uh, there's a scene in the movie 
where um, there's the the one guy I can't remember his name, but he's sitting there and he always looks at the sun, right? He goes and he sits down and he and he looks at the sun. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, of course, they have to go out and fix one of the solar panels on the on the on the ship, which is going into the sun. And it's the captain of the uh-huh. ship, and he goes out there, and the guy's like, Takata, what do you see? What do you see? Because the guy's, like, obsessed with the sun, and the other guy's out there just basically <laughs> getting incinerated because he's looking right at the sun from, like, you know, a few hundred thousand miles away, which is insane. I just – I love that scene, and that movie is really good. And then, of course, um, I love Inception. You know, Inception oh, yeah. is, is really good. Cool. It's, um, yeah, that, that, was, that was a great thing. That was obviously a uh, – a Chris Nolan movie, yeah. and uh, I'd already done um, two Nolan movies by then. I'd done Batman Begins and The Dark Knight um, before that, because obviously all three of those movies were filmed in the UK um, also. I mean, they, they went to Chicago to get cityscape kind of stuff sure. um, for those movies to be Gotham City, but um, but yeah, all, all three of those, um, the, the, Dark, uh, the Dark Knight kind of trilogy were, were filmed in the UK as well, so... Um, yeah, it was cool working with Nolan on those. I wasn't the Batman double on those movies, though. It was my friend Buster Reeves and uh, my good friend. Jo- I don't know if you've spoken to George Cottle before. I have. Um, he he lives in uh, he lives in LA now, but he's he's from the UK originally, and he drove the uh, the Tumblr, the Batmobile on on all three of those movies as well. Um, and uh, yeah, he coordinates stunts now and stuff. Um, and he just he just did Tenet actually. He he's had quite a good relationship oh, with um, with Chris Nolan since too. those days. You know, from, that movie is yeah pretty, the the driving scene in that movie is crazy <laughs> well especially when you watch it in reverse as yeah, it's presented it's, 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 <laughs> it's an, that is an incredible driving scene i'll have to watch it properly i only watched it at the cinema and i was kind of tired and i didn't really pay attention but um kind of movie <laughs> i know i know i know i'm i'm terrible i've got the worst like um you know um attention deficit disorder <laughs> i sit still for about 20 minutes and then i want to run out and do something so uh, yeah 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 well the only other uh, i think the only other stunt driver you maybe have heard of that we talked to was uh buddy hooker and okay he, yeah yeah he did uh he did death proof was was he drove i don't know if you've oh, seen wow. death proof he drove the chevy nova and death proof and he actually owns um, I haven't. I, I know cars. about Death Proof. That's um, yeah. That's uh, Mike. No, is it Mike? Michael Douglas? Is it? No, no. Uh, I'm, I'm Kirk I'm Douglas. Yep. No, Kirk. Kirk not Douglas, Kirk Douglas. Sorry. Is it? What's the? That's not right. Kirk, <laughs> the guy with Goldie Hawn, right? Oh boy, I'm. I, I, uh, I, I gotta look now. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm moving on. It's pretty pretty awesome uh, this evening, to be honest. Um, oh man, who is yeah, it? I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking. I'll, <laughs> I'll like keep it going while he, uh, he's struggling right over there. We also talked to um, a pretty popular <laughs> female stunt driver, Susan Perkheister, who is in L.A. and has done uh, a lot yeah. of doubling for action stars and, in, in, you know, women in lead roles. Oh, that's cool. I um, I, I know her through social media, really. Um, we kind of um, flick messages back and back and forth through social media because I knew she, she's into bikes as well. And yep. uh, she rides at the day in the dirt and stuff, which which I've been over to a couple of times in the in the US and uh, and, you know, met up with a few guys over there and, and everything uh, when we can. So, um, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah Kurt she's, Russell. Yeah, she, Kurt Russell. Kurt, that was Kurt it. Russell, that's right. <laughs> good, good grief, man. Good grief. Yeah, Kurt Russell plays stuntman Mike. Mike. He's That's a stuntman right. in, in the movie, in yeah. the thing, and he obviously picks up a girl at the bar, 
and he puts her on a milk crate. Oh, at, in the car. In the right. car. There's He's no take her for a ride, give her yeah. a ride home. And basically just drives the shit out of the car and, and kills her as she pinballs around inside the car. And then, of course, uh, Zoe <laughs> Bell goes and, like, they they go find her, right? And they, they have, like, this white That's Dodge right. Challenger and the they go Zoe find Bell him. Bell thing that, oh. yeah, it's the Zoe Bell thing, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, obviously, she's a um, Kiwi um, stunt girl who um, Tarantino kind of picked up and gave her these uh, these roles and stuff after the Kill Bill Um stuff so um, yeah, okay the, that's, scenes that's are cool I'm too thinking. where she's on top of the hood with the with the straps you know there's there's that that whole um the the death proof is is fantastic for stunts it's 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 really really interesting movie i find it interesting you also yeah. did a i think all of the most recent uh bond movies as well no time to die casino royale skyfall spectre yeah yeah the only one i didn't do was um the quantum of solace Right. Well, I didn't really um, like that the, movie anyway. Daniel Craig. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, that was the worst one. It was. It must be because I didn't do it. Um, exactly. Yeah. No. I, I did. <laughs> I did kind of general stunts on those movies, and then I was riding motorcycles and a little bit of driving on um, on No Time to Die. Um, a couple of years. It's a couple of years ago now. I want. Yeah. I want to say it's three years ago, maybe. Yep. Um, it's just gone quick. The last two years, obviously, for everybody, just disappeared and. Uh, I mean, we were on um, we were on the Vengeance movie for eighteen months, pretty much, including like a four or five month shutdown for um, for the COVID thing. So, um, so yeah, before that, I was on yeah, No Time to Die, and, and that was pretty fun. That was some pretty uh, crazy vehicle sequences on there, some pretty rough terrain. We went up to Scotland and filmed some stuff up there that was doubling for Norway, and then we went out to Matera in Italy, and uh, and that was just super slippery, like um, you know hundreds of year old thousands of year old polished rock uh floors everywhere and we ended up spraying i, I don't remember how many tens of thousands of gallons of coca-cola all over the um all over the streets to try and uh, try and get some grip on seriously literally 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 that's exactly what what they ended up doing I've, I've seen it done before on a small scale even when we did skyfall and there's a bike chase through um through the old bazaar in there like they, they ride on the rooftops and then crash through the the um the window of the of the bazaar into the marketplace yeah and all those floors were super slippery so we sprayed you know a small amount of coca-cola on the floor there and it goes super sticky um and gives you some grip on there and then yeah they did it on a huge scale, <laughs> scale on the streets in uh, in italy to get some grips even for even for the cars you know the 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 Aston Martin was uh, was struggling around there as well for grip, and uh, so yeah, we had this um, this quad bike with a big uh, a big sprayer mounted on the back of it that was just literally running up and down the street and spraying the streets in Coca Cola. So this is an so, old uh, like yeah, industry trick, crazy. but yeah, this was. Yeah. Do you think this is the largest <laughs> scale they'd ever done it on? I think it probably is as well. I'm not sure if it, if it has to be a certain make. I'm not sure if it has to be official. Like, <laughs> is it Pepsi Brand or Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola? <laughs> what, what like, are you, how do you get that much Coca-Cola? Like, test, like the old, um, maybe we should do like the old blindfold tests and see if I can tell the difference in grip. Yeah, just yeah, between. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, well, before you said that, I was just imagining you licking the road and just being like, yeah, this is definitely. Yeah, maybe, maybe not that. I don't drink that stuff. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just so imagining all the pets test, and the dogs and stray cats oh, just wandering around, yeah. just like licking the road. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't. Even think about that, but yeah. One of the one of the iconic <laughs> scenes that I'm thinking of, and obviously all of these 
movies have have great things but there's this scene in inception where um obviously every layer you go down in that movie time slows down and there's this Uh scene and i don't know if you had anything to do with this one but they're driving the white van Right, they're driving the white oh, yeah, van, panel van, the white panel van, and they're running from yeah. the, in the gunfight. And there's this scene where it yep. basically takes five minutes for this thing to plunge off a bridge into the water. Were you involved <laughs> in that scene? <laughs> I wasn't actually. That was filmed in L.A. Um, and um, I was actually on that movie. I was on pretty much the whole run of the movie, but I was more involved in the physical side of it. So when that sure. van comes off of there and we go into zero gravity, it's me that actually fights um, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the corridor in the zero yes. gravity um, whilst that van's falling. Uh, that's me fighting jo- uh, Joseph um, on I there. Remember, so that was... Yeah, I was going to say, I remember seeing some sort of behind the scenes of how that was filmed with the big rotating yeah. hallway. So yeah, that that's was the you. rotating hallway. So that's when the van's, that's when the van's tumbling. So yep. when the van's tumbling... Uh, sort of uh, you know barrel rolling down the down the bank that's um that's my friend marvin he's a uh, another stunt guy he was fighting joseph in the in the rotating corridor and then as it goes off the bridge um then i'm kind of floating around in this corridor and uh hiding behind a hostess trolley thing and then we have a big fight and he ends up choking me out and everything and i'm left floating in the middle of the corridor and then he he kind of goes and rescues all his friends and stuff. But um, yeah, it was amazing rigs that they had on the, on that movie. I mean, um, Chris Corbold was a special effects designer on there. And it was, like you say, a huge full-scale hallway um, that rotated inside this big, um, big, you know, steel chassis. And, uh, and then the, the, to do the, um, the floating sequence, we had like a, a full, a full hallway as well, you know, hundred, hundred foot long hallway that was then tipped up onto its end. And we uh, and we floated on wires um, in there. It was it was yeah a pretty crazy thing. It's well worth watching that behind the scenes. Actually, it's, how does that uh, so how is that conceived? Does does just uh, <laughs> does someone go okay? <laughs> That's Chris Nolan. <laughs> okay, so Chris Nolan basically says I need. So in his yeah. mind, he designed this scene where it, you know the time slows down, yeah. the van, the gravity, like, and he's like, all right, you guys need yeah. to figure out how to make this happen. Yeah, I mean that that whole conversation happened before I got on the movie. I guess right. he had a meeting with special effects and and uh, stunt uh, coordinator and everything, and they they came up with with how to film that because with the uh, with the certainly with the zero gravity stuff, what normally gives that away for wires is you know a little bit of swing or whatever. You know, the, the body moves in a, an unnatural way, um, and and the way to that we kind of countered that was that like I say this corridor was tipped literally on its end and so anytime you see me walking down the corridor or coming down the corridor and pointing my gun towards joseph i'm actually suspended upside down in a uh in a hundred foot tall uh, corridor looking down towards the camera uh and it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy because then any swing you would expect it to go left to right and it kind of goes up and down. And so it, it, it kind of holds you in the belief that that you're in this zero gravity environment um, without, you know, any usual harness wires kind of thing um, pulling you out of that and out and back into reality. Did it's, that mess uh, with pretty, your head pretty at properly all? Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it had to like, it had to just screw your brain up as your, your brain's trying to understand what's going on. 
Yeah, well, especially when when you watch some, we we did some rehearsal footage in the rotating corridor as well. Because originally I was going to be doing that fight in the rotating corridor, and we had a locked off camera in there, like attached to the floor. So as the corridor's rotating, um, it just looks like the characters are walking around the ceiling and the the walls and stuff. It would change um, from sort of floor to wall to ceiling. I think it was every every two sec two seconds or something it would change uh it went pretty quick at, at the top speed and so you were trying to make sure you didn't get hooked up on this thing and end up accidentally on the ceiling because you'd then fall to the floor but when you watched it back um it just looked crazy because you saw these uh you know these people walking around the, the walls and that's that's the way it kind of appeared in the movie it was pretty yeah pretty crazy yeah, it's one, it's one of my favorite films. It's really cool that you've you've been involved in that one. Yeah, it was very cleverly done. Well, of all, so of all the stuff that you've done, what are you most proud of? Like, what is when you when if you had to pick something that you're like, man, this was this was hard. It was challenging. You know, it really it um, really shifted my perspective. What what scene would that be? That's a good question. Um, to be honest. I, until I, I don't know what I would have answered until the Batman just came out. Um, uh, have you seen the movie? Yeah, we saw it yesterday. Just saw it yesterday. Yesterday, so we saw it yesterday. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, um, that was probably the the toughest sort of physically toughest shoot I've ever done. Um, uh, it was so long and it was so absolutely intense. You know, um, Matt Reeves was was such a um a perfectionist in every aspect of it. And I think it shows in the movie, but it, it, it meant a lot of work, you know, we would redo, um, you know, fight sequences and then, sh- and then show it to him and then re- redo it again and show it to him. This is the previous, like for him to approve the fights before they went into the, uh, into the movie and we started teaching them to the actors and stuff. And, uh, you know, that was a, a long process and, uh, it was, it was exhausting. And then uh, along with the, you know, the long filming schedule and, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to be involved in everything. You know, I managed to ride the motorcycle, to drive the car, do the fights, wires, explosions, uh, everything on the movie I was involved with. And so it was really a tough, a tough thing for me. And uh, I was pleased that it came out actually as, as a good movie because, um, you know, before that I did, I did a movie called Ghost Ride about 12 years ago, Dublin Nick Cage, uh, yeah. and the, the sequel to Ghost Rider. And, uh, I wasn't so pleased the way the movie came out, but it was one of the best experiences I ever had. I love working with Nick and we had, um, you know, we had a great time on that movie and I got to ride in a skin, ride motorcycles, do fights, drive cars, um, do vehicle transfers, do fights on vehicles, wire work and, and everything. And it, it, it was a great, great experience for me. But the end product um, wasn't quite what I was expecting with it. Um, whereas with the Batman, I thought it came out as, as as a good movie, you know, not just a typical superhero movie. It was something a little bit more special than that. Um, yeah, you've done Marvel movies. It seems like the DC stuff has yeah. a different vibe, different feel to it when you look at you know Joker, Batman, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I think the uh, the the last couple of um, DC movies have started moving. Uh, more into a reality. I mean, th- there's a couple of different universes going on in DC. It seems like at the moment. So there's, um, you know, the stuff that they have with the Snyder um, kind of world and those characters. And I think they're still very much there. And um, 
And then with the Joker, that was a completely different kind of world and a different vibe. And uh, when I went for the meeting with um, with the stunt coordinator on on this uh, Batman movie, he showed me the the concept art for the car and for the bike and stuff, and it really sold it to me. I knew that this was not just going to be a typical uh, comic book movie, but it was going to be more grounded in real life with some super cool kind of retro looking vehicles. And I thought they could uh, they were bringing a really uh, you know a really cool vibe to it, so it was going to be something a little bit different. And it, 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 you know, really sold it to me, to be honest. Yeah. If you look at like, uh, I, one, two things that I know is three things. Number one, I just want to touch on the detail that you talked about with the detail oriented and, and making sure everything was perfect. I, yeah. one thing that stuck out to me in the movie, just commenting on that quick before we move on is that I could yeah. tell every single thing in that movie was purposefully done. Everything yeah. from the fonts, <laughs> yeah. the, the scenes, the lighting, the the, the yeah. just even like the little pictures on the window of the stores, every single thing was really thought out. It was and that is incredibly hard to do. I've I made a few films and stuff like that. And I, I can't imagine yeah. the pressure of having having to know I have complete control over everything <laughs> that everyone is seeing. That's a huge no, responsibility. Me, me, it's massive. Yeah, but- they did a great job. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, it, it, it was a massive project for for Matt to undertake. I think it consumed his life for for, for quite a while, you know. And uh, I'm just glad it's all kind of worked out for him because uh, because you know it, it must have been literally day and night for for years, you know, to to get those details in. And uh, he's obviously a very smart guy. Um, I, I wouldn't know where to start with half of this stuff. And, yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking yeah, too. Just it, the brain power needed to do it. Not, so yeah it's not for me it's not for humans yeah. and he talked about like the kind of like the the down to earth of the car and and stuff like that and if you look yeah. at the you look at the costume you look at the bike you look at the car yeah it's all something that could i mean the jet engine thing maybe a little far-fetched for real life but yeah. all this stuff the, the costume looks like um uh bruce wayne made it it's it's yeah. like like I mean, you can see the mask it's hand stitched yeah yeah I, I think it's pretty cool when i first saw the um saw the costume um i thought it looked tactical it wasn't the kind of rubber muscle suit that i was expecting mm-hmm. um you know that we'd seen with the 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 keaton and uh, and all the you know the sort of 80s 90s uh, batman things and then they moved into kind of a tactical kind of but still real high-end military kind of thing with the christian bale suits and then this one just seemed practical and functional and it was like you know ballistic fibers and uh it was kind of all all business kind of thing and i thought it looked pretty cool i thought it looked pretty pretty military and pretty tactical and and i liked it i thought it was a you know a different take on it and it was meant to be like a year two thing anyway you know it's quite um it's quite early on in the in the batman life so um i thought it fitted with that um it's hard then when um when stuff gets leaked i know that um that when we shot some of the motorcycle stuff which was some of the first stuff that we shot um you know there was a bunch of paparazzi pictures that came and uh and you know everyone's commenting on the suit and they're making decisions on it already and uh you know that was a that was a stunt suit um i mean um it, it didn't have the cape because we, we can't really ride the bike in the cape and so the cape was added added afterwards in post yeah kind of um, dangerous. that's probably the biggest amount of cg in this What's that? Yeah, bikes and capes definitely don't go together. <laughs> I commented that to Chris um, during the movie. Yeah. I go, that is actually quite dangerous as someone who rides. Yeah, it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. I've had it on a, on a bunch of movies and, uh, 
yeah, capes and capes and back wheels and chains don't don't really go together <laughs> very well. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. Capes don't really go well with anything, actually. I think it's is it the Incredibles movie or something? Yes. Or one of the characters comments that uh, <laughs> that they shouldn't really have capes. It's not a, it's not a practical thing. But um, <laughs> but obviously in this movie they made it a practical. Uh, you know, um, something that he could use and there yeah, was a the reason for having the cape and yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then it was also, um, I know originally in some of the fight stuff, we had the capers almost like a, a bullet, another bulletproof kind of layer and he would kind of grab the cape and cover it up, cover up with it and stuff. And uh, I think, it, it, you know, it, it changed. You went through several kind of iterations of some of these sequences. Um, but it was always going to be a practical part of the costume. Um but yeah, I, I know that a lot of people commented the fact they didn't like there was no cape on it. And then the the first cowl that um, that we were kind of papped wearing um, had eyes in it. It had like um, lenses in it. And uh, we were filming up in Scotland and it was, you know, sideways snow for half of the day and everything. And these things were fogging up and it was an absolute, absolute nightmare. And it also had like a skull cap inside, like a carbon fiber skull cap, just in case we, um, you know, bailed off the bike or anything and so it was literally like a stunt um helmet with um with eye protection and stuff that was never going to appear in the movie but you know immediately all the uh all the batman fans jumped on it and said i hate the lenses in it i hate the shape of the um cowl and everything and obviously that stuff's fixed in post and to be honest you know all that stuff's pretty dark and stuff anyway and it, it, it's kind of headlights moving through a graveyard and all that kind of sequence so right. um it didn't really matter but it meant that people had kind of judged stuff before it was uh you know before it was seen on the screen at all and it, it's a shame that that, that happened no, um, i don't i but, mean yeah know. i don't think it really had an effect on no, the final outcome. Everybody, no, I, once they finally see no, it, oh, sure. I'm an idiot. That was just, you know, <laughs> people are just trying to capitalize on yeah, things. Yeah. And if they can have yeah, a negative opinion funny when, about something, they'll, if they think oh, that'll sure. get them clicks, yeah, yeah. they'll, they'll do it. <laughs> and it, it definitely does. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, um, for sure. It's the same as it's the same as when the the, the people first saw the car as well. You know, they're like, oh, it's just a Camaro. It's just a, <laughs> if, if they'd have actually seen this the scale of this thing and the size of it, it's it's literally twice the size of a Camaro. It's got those kind of vibes with it. It's got the the muscle car kind of um, front end, especially with it, and then like a trophy truck kind of rear end and everything. But when people saw it, it was ah, oh, he just drives a Camaro. You know, it's like bro. <laughs> and uh yeah it was it was so much more than that but i think i think we even sold people on the car now um after seeing the movie i thought it looked i thought it looked great in there so i don't know what it's, you guys it's cool because you, like, but, when you when you think of the batmobile it's it is one of the most iconic hollywood cars of all time if yeah. not i mean i guess you've got kit you know, from Knight Rider and stuff like yeah. that. That's, the that's, DeLorean yeah. from Back to the Future. The DeLorean Back to the Future. Oh, but yeah. then oh, yeah, the Batmobile's yeah, that's, that's right there. It, it is right there. And I, yeah, I, I would put so. it above because it's it's been it's been conceived so many times in so many different ways right. by yeah. so many different brilliant people and and driven and, and been in so it's it's and over what yeah. like I'm, 60, 60 years? Right? I mean sixty and, and I think years. most people would recognize every every version of it, you know. And uh you know every version of it has kind of been recognizable in, in its own right right from the first um you know tv series right car is, is still very recognizable if you saw that driving down the street you'd know exactly what it was you know with the little uh little windshields and stuff over the front and the uh you know 
even if you've never seen the show, you would be able to be like, oh, that must be a Batmobile. You just, you just know. (laughs) It's it's like that. Do you remember the first time when someone called you and told you that you were going to, or asked you to be involved with this? Were you, you were like, oh my God, the Batmobile, this is great. Yeah. Just, (laughs) well, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, the, the, like I say the first time I saw it was when I went in for the meeting. But I originally um, thought because the, the way it normally happens is it's not normally the same guy uh, driving the Batmobile that that that's involved with the physical um, doubling of the character as well. You know, when when they did the the Chris Nolan movies, uh, like I say George Cottle was the one that drove the Batmobile. Um, yeah, it was Buster Reeves that doubled um, for Christian in in everything else, you know. And then it was a different guy riding the motorcycle as well. Um, so it, it wasn't until I went for the first meeting that I realized that I was going to get a chance to, um, to to do a bit of everything on this movie, and that really sold it to me as well. You know, I love doing it. I love doing everything. Um, I love the fighting. I love the the physical stunts. But um, you know, motorcycles and cars are, are my real passion, especially these days. So and, let's, clarify, uh, let's clarify. Yeah. What did you do in this movie? Just specifically, when I when I watch this movie, what am I seeing <laughs> you? Just uh, just to, so I know. Um, I mean, the 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 fighting is a, mi- a mixture of myself and Rob and. Um, uh, and and same with with all the the physical kind of elements of the character, a mixture of myself and Rob. Um, to be honest, I wouldn't even know whose takes ended <laughs> up in, in which movie. Rob Rob was really good at training, and and his fighting was was good. I know there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that's come on that have shown people that he you know he did, despite what he said in the press about not training and just drinking wine every day. He was in the gym every day. <laughs> Believe me, I saw him in there every day. He had a trainer, and then we trained super hard. He was like the most committed um i've ever seen any actor and uh and he did an amazing job and did a lot a lot of the physical stuff um so but i was his double for for any of that stuff that you know that that he didn't do and then i also um i was the motorcycle um double on the movie as well and i also drove the back <laughs> <laughs> um yeah all right, now be so, honest uh, with me so this is the first thing i would do okay if if i was yeah. in my hollywood trailer and in makeup, yeah. and they're putting the costume on me, I would have said, all right, <laughs> yeah. no, everybody, I, once I was ready to go, I would have said, everybody right out of the trailer, and I would have went and looked in the mirror, and I would have been like, I am the Batman. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I mean, you're Batman, man. Stunt double or not, you are the Batman. Did, did, that, yeah, did well, you look I mean, at yourself that's... and go, holy shit, I'm Batman? <laughs> I did actually, and all, almost every day it was kind of <laughs> surreal. Um, like you say, sitting in the trailer and uh, and just catching a glimpse of yourself in the mirror and going, you know, I'm I'm really here, and this is really happening. It's really bizarre, bizarre thing. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I ever actually said the words in the mirror. I definitely should have done that, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it was a pretty cool thing and pretty iconic. And even on set as well, you know, to be sitting in the Batmobile and just um, just look around and go, I am, we're filming a car chase right now. And I am sitting in the Batmobile. It was just, you know, cra- crazy. I could have never dreamt that when I, when I first got started, you know, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for everything and, you know, the opportunity of being on this movie. Yeah. It's, it, it was amazing. And it's such a, a dark and moody film. And one thing, you know, Rick, you mentioned you're a big car and motorcycle guy and I am as well. And one yeah. of the first things I do during the film is I try to identify like, oh, what kind of bike is that? What kind of car is that? Yeah. And I was yeah, able yeah, to yeah. pick out that Zoe's character's bike was a BMW for sure. 
But I yeah. cannot for the life of me in those scenes figure out what Batman was riding. Uh, that's because it's literally built from the ground up. Um, a lot of people have tried to identify that bike and uh, th- they can't because it, it was designed, you know, it, it, it was specifically designed for the movie. Um, uh, I haven't really talked about this at all to, to anybody. Yet. I mean, the movie only came out like a, a week ago and uh, or whatever it was, two weeks ago. And uh, and so I haven't really had a chance to talk to anybody about this. But, um, but yeah, that was a fully custom uh, motorcycle. So, um yeah, it, it 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 was a hard it was hard work to ride. I've got to be honest. It was it was never really meant to appear in the movie um, that much. It was just going to kind of be in the workshop and stuff, and then uh, then you know possibly at the end it was just going to get ridden out of there. And so um, it didn't get a lot of kind of development in the in the actual riding of it. It wasn't designed specifically for a chase or anything like that. Um, so uh, it, it was pretty hard work to ride and. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, but yeah, it, it was probably the most difficult thing I've ever ridden. Right? Let's just say. <laughs> just well, yeah, I, it's funny you mentioned that because so the front is clearly kind of a cafe racer modified style. And then the yeah. rear, especially the last scene where he's riding along with Zoe's character, I noticed just how yeah. wide that rear contact patch yeah, was. Yeah, it's a thick boy. That thing is. It's, 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 it, I think we, we may, when, when they first showed me a model of the bike and said, you know, it's only got to ride away in a straight line. It should be cool. And I, I looked at this thing and the foot pegs were so high and the seat was so tall and the whole thing was, was kind of um, very, very straight. The, you know the designer like very straight lines so if you if you look at like the side profile of the bike then you'll see that like the tail unit and the seat and the tank and the bars all line up together like in a complete straight line and um aesthetically that's that's what they liked but but for me it always felt like i was sitting on top of the motorcycle i was never part of it and it I, it, it was really not that comfortable to ride. And I think we measured the, the footrests and they were like 85 centimeters apart as well. And I was like, damn, I better keep up my stretch, <laughs> keep up my stretching. You know, this thing's really wide. Like my legs are really wide apart and I'm, I'm nearly six two. And, uh, I, I was on real tiptoes trying to touch, touch the floor on that thing, um, as well. So, um, yeah, it, it, it was a challenge for sure. It was, like I say, it was one of those things that was just, um, not, not a throwaway thing in, in the movie, but it, it wasn't sort of fully featured in the movie. We actually dr- uh, rode the, the Drifter motorcycle um, a lot more than that one, and, and that was a lot of fun. That were, uh, Do you know what that bike was? You're talking from the uh, Nolan movies. No, no, the Drifter, the Drifter motorcycle, um, the Bruce Wayne-like uh, motorcycle. When oh, he, the one um, when he's not Batman, where he's just got the when helmet he's not on Batman, with the backpack. Exactly. Yeah, oh, exactly, okay. yeah. You don't you don't know what that bike was. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I think that was a, a Honda CB750 okay. Cafe yep. Racer, and that that was a lot of fun to ride. Um, it was loud as anything. Um, it had these <laughs> like straight through pipes on it, and uh, it was obnoxiously loud, um, but re- but really fun to to ride. It had quite quite kind of um, skinny profile rear tire on there um, that 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 meant you could light it up really easy. And, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun on that bike. Um, that one was a lot of fun to ride and, and it featured a little bit more in the movie than the other one, but yeah, you're completely right about the Catwoman bike. That was, a um, R90, uh, BMW R90 with the, the boxer engine. There. It's quite, uh, recognizable yep. that, uh, that engine's been around for a long time. Eh? So, um, yeah, that was, uh, 
a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, my friend uh, Sarah Lazito, who's a, um, a French stunt rider, one of the top girls in the world, she she rode that motorcycle and did the drift with it and everything. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. She had a lot of fun on there. It's interesting because you have to, if you look at the things that uh, that Bruce Wayne owns are kind of used yeah. to define who he is. Like if you look at that black split window Corvette, you look at that cafe yeah. bike, it helps you define yeah. who he is, yeah. you know, it, which I think yeah. is, is really important because cars I, and, and their owners, they, they really do go together. Even if you're not an enthusiast, you can, you can look at a car just parked on the street and kind of guess what kind of person drives that thing. But yeah, I think so. Yeah, but, I think so. But in a movie, it's really, really used to kind of bear down on who the character is. Yeah, and again, it's an, it's another important detail that um, that Matt Reeves obviously used in there to um, to illustrate what he wanted this character to be and what he kind of thought of the world and everything, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think it was perfect, uh, perfect choice. And uh, I know Rob definitely liked um, driving that Corvette. Um, I was there when uh, Rob uh, Pattinson came down and uh, and had a play in that Corvette, and uh, that was a, that was a nice car. <laughs> it was a beautiful, that was a really nice car. Yeah, um, obviously it didn't feature in any action sequences, but at least he got to he got to drive that thing, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was very, it was very nice, very cool. Stuff like that will make if you're not a car guy, being around something that beautiful because it's really a beautiful thing. Just as an object, a yeah. machine, it's really beautiful. It'll make a car guy out of you pretty quick. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the yeah. you know you talked about the bike a little bit. Tell us about the Batmobile and what you know about its construction and what it was like to drive. Yeah, that um, the Batmobile again was um, uh, despite all the all the speculation with um, with what it was based on was again another thing that was built from the ground up. You know, it was a full custom like space frame with a. Um, you know, with a body on top, and it was an LSX motor in there. Um, we had a couple unique of because versions. usually they build something off a of Cavalier, right? I mean, Hollywood owns like a million Chevy Cavaliers and like just the crappiest Fieros and everything, and they build things off of that. This is it's unique to build something one yeah. from the ground up like this. I think so. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it was something really special. And uh, the the guys that built it, it was um, it was Dom Tui and the special effects team that ended up building the car. And uh, they did a great job with it. They built a few different versions. We had. Um, I mean, it kind of evolved as as we as we got going due to time constraints and stuff. It was when we shot the first part of the chase, which was the part where it, it was kind of shot in chronological order, actually. So it was the part where we leave the Penguins warehouse and all that stuff. Um, the, it was a different car to what it was when we finished the chase with all the highway stuff. Um, literally, it was um, it, it, it was brand new. It hadn't undergone as much testing as we'd have liked. There were a few kind of little problems that we had with it. The, the, the big problem, I mean, if you look at how long a, a car company would take to build and develop and test right. and refine the car it would be years you know and uh and this thing got built and we took it out for some testing and it was great uh right out the workshop but it, it ended up showing up some faults because of how big it was and everything we had um you know the power steering pump wasn't quite up to the job so sometimes if you if you were breaking too much into a corner, the steering would really tighten up on you. Uh, and <laughs> it was quite scary. Well, there's you some to big give tires it a on that thing. The gas to get some steering back. Sorry. No, there's big tires on that thing. So you're, it's a power yeah, steering the, pump the, isn't the up to the job. Tires you're in trouble. Were, were huge on that thing. 
and then that caused problems with the the, dif- the differential and everything you know it it was all a whole a whole deal of working those things out and then we had clutches blowing on it uh and and everything and it, it was a ho- it was a whole deal working these things out and we, we had to work it out as we were filming kind of thing you know we'd get it we'd blow clutches out on it and then uh they'd replace it we'd get upgrades in we'd test them out and then um it was kind of evolving as we went along and what actually um what actually happened was that um i think it was like two or three months into the shooting of the movie we ended up shutting down for the covid thing for like four or five months and then when we came back we had like another sort of seven eight weeks of uh of prep with the car again and so it really gave us a chance to refine a lot of things and get a lot of parts that, that we'd needed from the start. And by the time we got to shoot the actual chase, uh, the car was awesome. It was like a race car. We had switchable, uh, two wheel drive and four wheel drive in that thing. We, we changed, we originally had like a sequential gearbox in it. And then we changed it to an H pattern gearbox in the end. It was just much easier for, for, for myself as a driver to, to know, uh, when it had, engage the gear because we ended up having a lot of neutrals and stuff with the the um with the sequential and everything and uh it, it caused a few problems and so um so yeah we went to an h pattern box and it was a, a fully um just a manual car and it was literally stripped out like like a, a full race car it was an amazing fun to drive just so powerful and the noise was just uh yeah it was something else i think they had to use the actual noise in the in the movie it was so uh so amazing that that thing sounded awesome obviously i guess they added the noise of the um of the jet uh yeah, yeah. over the top of that um but the actual engine was just um yeah it it, it sounded sounded awesome so there was there was four of these batmobiles i guess from what i could what i could read and one of them had a, yeah. a tesla drivetrain in it right that's right yeah what was i didn't the know reason that people behind that, that? Um, I think uh, I, uh, what, I heard a couple of different stories about this, but originally when we shot some of the um, stuff at the at the um, at the Penguins place where they were loading up the cars and stuff before we embarked on the car chase, I know that that was shot at an old oil refinery, and and apparently they'd originally said we couldn't have any petrol vehicles there and stuff, and they built this Tesla, but then also that was also built as the hero car you know that had the hero interior that's where they were going to do all the any of the actor shots and stuff you know um, because it was literally like an automatic um you know a stop pedal and a go pedal um like any kind of automatic electric car and uh, and that's the one that rob uh, that rob drove and everything and uh, had a lot of fun in it was still a lot of fun i've got to be honest it's uh, it was still fast <laughs> and it was still responsive and and everything I, I you know and we used it for quite a lot of shots even in the chase the the electric car you know depending on what was mounted at the time because there was a lot of switching of of camera rigs you know a lot of the don't if you notice in the chase but most of the shots the the cameras were actually mounted to to vehicles yep it wasn't like there was a lot of external shots on, you know, tripods or drones or, uh, you know, cranes or any of these things. It was, um, it was to try and keep you in the chase. I guess it was, it was all, all kind of connected to the vehicles, and uh, it, it made it made it gave it kind of a, a unique look. I thought, but um, that meant that there was a lot of prep time where they were attaching uh, cameras to vehicles. So then we had to use one of the other vehicles for 
for what we were shooting at the time while they were prepping the next one you know it, it, it kind of dictated that a little bit so uh so we we, we drove the we drove all of them a, a fair amount to be honest and they all had their own um strengths and weaknesses let's say i can imagine how loud that thing was because <laughs> when i look at yeah. the, the the turbo inlets right next to your head you know and yeah. it, it, it's is I, is that engine in the rear what's running, or is it the front? Is there an engine in the no. front, or the, the engine's in the front? Yeah, okay. yeah. So the rear a, one is, is a display motor, front. but right. Okay. Um, but in but also in inside the car, although the car's huge, it's like you know nearly eight feet wide. Um, there's no space in there whatsoever. I mean, um, I don't know if you notice, but the doors don't open on that thing, so you have to kind of juke the hazard in and out of it. <laughs> Um, which, which isn't the easiest when you've got a cowl and cape and all that, all that stuff on. Um, I, just, I would love to I see I, a video of Batman struggling to get out of the back. You really would not. You just really like would not. falling out of the window. <laughs> Catching your ears Hold on, on the, penguin, on the, I'll be right on the there. window in the way. I'll, I'll be there in a minute. Just yeah, it, stay upside down in your I'll, car. I got to get out of this thing. I was kind of thinking that the best way to get in it, if, if it was going to show us to get in, would just be to go head first straight, straight through the window. I think <laughs> that would definitely be uh, the best way to get into it. But um, no, it was quite a performance getting in and out of it, to be honest. And there was no space in that car whatsoever. I mean, the, the, there was no passenger seat in there. That area was all filled up with um, hydraulics and pneumatics in there that were operating various systems on the vehicle and everything. And, and it was so loud. I mean, when the when the air pressure went down on, on one of the systems, um, then the uh you, you know the the compressor would kick in and it was literally like you say right next to my head and uh yeah it, it it was just insanely loud the the whole thing and then we didn't have any window and no side windows in it most of the time um and no no rear windows in it a lot of the time so yeah it, insanely loud but um what are the hydraulic yeah, and pneumatic systems running exactly what are they doing in the car um it's a good question. I think originally the um, the pneumatic systems were running the the shifter. Um, we had because we had pod cars as well. You know, um, you know, pod driving cars where there's a, a, a stunt driver on the top of the yeah, vehicle yeah. that's actually controlling it. So originally, I think the reason they had these um, these pneumatic sh- uh, shift systems was for the driver on top to be able to shift gear um, through through pneumatics and. Uh, and then, yeah, eventually we ended up running, I think they run a, a mechanical linkage in the end just to the H pattern box um, because it just ended up um, l- less complicated and more um, more robust than the than the original system and everything. But um, I don't actually know that there was a lot of special effects inside a lot of the cars as well. I mean, they had the practical fire effects and stuff on the um, on the sides of the car and in the rear of the car, the um, the, sh- the shots of the jet flame and everything coming out of the car. That's all that's all complicated completely real um it, you know it's not dr- necessarily driving the car forward but um but it was all shot feel we, we would drive the car i had a little switch and a bunch of buttons and toggles in there that i could throw to to throw the flames out the back and everything it was uh yeah there was there was a lot of stuff packed into that car i've got to be honest it was uh it was a pretty special thing yeah it is it really is an incredible batmobile and i think it's really neat that when you see it at the shop of the bat cave it's up on a hoist, mm-hmm. you know, and it yeah. he's like, got, he's got the motor out in the first out, scene. Valve springs, <laughs> you know, the valves are you're there. Not that by itself, are you, man? What's that? 
<laughs> I, I wouldn't want to put that thing in and out by myself. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah, no absolutely not. But, but clearly, he works on it in, on himself. I mean, maybe Alfred helps him yeah. out a little bit. But I think, it, but I, yeah, think it's, I think it's cool. That, Alfred you know, and the, five the other guys. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it, um, yeah. I mean, in in the in the workshops, there was a there was a full team of people working on those cars. But um, but yeah, that was always. I think Matt Reeves' plan was that um, that he had constructed this thing himself and you you know you didn't you don't have to say that in the story just by showing those images then um then everybody kind of gets that um gets that vibe from it and uh yeah it's those details like that that uh that made it kind of cool yeah it's show don't tell right that's always the the goal yeah, is to show people exactly. things and you don't have to tell them now um, I'm just picturing Alfred in a tuxedo, like trying to put a transmission together. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. They should, they should have definitely shown that. That would have been, uh, yeah, he comes in with his hands all dirty and just wipes them on an iron rag and, you know, yep. and just, uh, just says, yeah, I got the transmission in for you. Don't worry about it. It's all good to go. I like but, it. It's um, a lot it more just, relatable than having Wayne industries have a military division that is being siphoned off to, to do the, the the Batmobile and the, and the Batcopter. Yeah, and all I mean, it's way more interesting to see that it's something that, especially since this is really early on in Bruce Wayne's like Batman career, that he's doing it. Yeah, you know, it's it's secretive. It's him and just him. That's it. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, how the Wayne. Well, I think it did eventually get found out the Wayne Industries thing, but um, but yeah, at, at, at the time that kind of made sense, you know, and and the mm -hmm. Nolan movies were great in the fact that he he did explain all stuff like that, you know. Whereas sure. if you look at the Tim Burton ones and all the, all that kind of era, this stuff just came from from nowhere, you know. Some you know magical uh, guys just created this crazy Batmobile, like the you know the original um, Keaton Tim Tim Burton movie. Yep. Batmobile just kind of came from nowhere and everybody just kind of accepted it. it was that kind of movie but then you know with with uh the changing times they had to kind of explain all this stuff and how how to get away with that and i think they did a good job of that in the in the um in the nolan movies but then i think move, things have moved on even more and people want something even more grounded than that yeah. and even more believable than that which is why it's gone even more kind of back to basics of him creating this stuff for himself you know well if you're going to enchant an audience one of the things that, that, that will do that for someone that's viewing a film is seeing the ultimate version of themselves or what they would want to do or what they could do or what they could be. And the more that you can yeah. give people the opportunity to relate to something like that, the more they're going to be enchanted yeah. and, and, and enjoy what they're seeing and be surprised and, and enjoy the surprise. Yeah, exactly. It's not so removed from, from real life. And like you say, people can picture this for themselves and be like wow that'd be so cool you know where and it, it doesn't seem like a billion miles away from uh, from reality for them you know yeah yeah the chris is going to come into the studio next week wearing a cape at this rate <laughs> yeah <laughs> not a cape capes are definitely not practical i, I, I don't think so I don't, certainly I don't, don't ride a motorcycle don't I ride don't a motorcycle so. I, I do want to i i rode a dirt bike once but that's the only motorcycle that's the extent I've ever, of your riding that's the, i fell oh, you off don't ride bikes. Okay. I, I fell off so that's why i don't do it <laughs> i think ronnie mack wears a cape riding a dirt bike but um yeah i'm gonna have to pass you know on ronnie capes and dirt bikes yeah. yeah definitely it's not it's not a good idea for sure <laughs> Dude, it's it's been awesome having you on the podcast. I really, really enjoy this. I, I have a feeling that there's way more we could continue to talk about with all the movies that you've done because you've you've been involved with so many of my favorites. I think we'll have to stay in touch. I'd love to talk to you again sometime. Yeah, hundred percent. No worries. We can uh, we, we can chat again sometime and 
yeah um yeah let me know and, and i'll rewatch some stuff because uh yes some of these movies i haven't seen for sort of 10 or 15 years you don't you don't realize how much time goes by i still think i'm one of the new young guys in the industry and then um i'll look back and go wow uh but definitely not <laughs> yeah well that's a state of mind right that's a state of mind it just depends exactly. on how much uh icy hot you have to wear after you're done for the day i was actually going to ask if you were sponsored by any pain management companies or anything like that what's yeah i've got, I've got for... a few of that kind of companies that uh that help me out with recovery products and stuff to be honest yeah it's um, gotta be tough yeah, are you sore <laughs> a lot you gotta be sore all the time yeah, I mean, because any any time I'm not working, then I'm out riding, driving, fighting, yeah. training, and just tr- just trying to keep up your skills, you know. And uh, yeah, it, it takes its toll for sure. But I, w- I wouldn't have it any other way. I can't I can't stand having time off. To be honest, the only thing I want time off for is to do more stuff. So um, yeah, I, I enjoy it. But yeah, I I I, I get sports massages as often as possible, and uh, yeah try and look after myself with the osteopath and uh and eat properly and go to the gym stretch and do all yeah. that stuff just to try and prolong my career as, as much as i can because i i love what i do you know? well i look forward to where it goes man i really do i'll be i'll be watching the credits i'll be watching your imdb and be like awesome. yep, that's that's rick right there i could tell awesome. um well yeah, yeah man, i dude i appreciate you coming on it's been a good time no it's been great to speak to you thanks for reaching out and uh yeah um hit me up anytime and uh and we can chat again all right. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks. We'll awesome. talk to you soon. All right, Chris. Thanks, man. Take care. See you later. Yep, take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Man, what, what, <laughs> it's, what an iconic role to be a part of. Right. You know, and you don't want to take anything away from Rob. He did a great job in the movie playing Batman. He really he, did. He really did. It was, like, I, uh, like I've said to people, I was skeptical that, you know, Rob Pattinson would be good right. as Batman, but he was. Because we haven't seen him in that type of role necessarily. That's right. It's, it's, and but especially in this movie, many people haven't seen it, but it it's the way they set up this particular story of Batman and his persona. He fantastic. played it so well. Yeah, he did a really, really great job of being the kind of the inception of Batman. You, you, you watch this movie and you go, wow, it's probably about... You know, they talk a lot about the movie of he wants to change things. He wants to change society. He's yeah. been he's been doing it for a year or two. I think it two says years, in the movie. It two says. years. So he's been Batman for two years in this movie. So it's like fledgling Batman. Right. And, and and it's it's really he did a great job playing him and it's and obviously Rick and and the crew did a great job with everything else. There's this one scene in the movie that really sticks out in my mind that doesn't have anything to do with cars and bikes. Okay. But it's where they he goes into the 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 nightclub, the iceberg nightclub yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And he's fighting in the dark with the guns. Yeah. And the, and the guns are what lights, are the only thing lighting the scene. That was cool. Oh, man, that is cool. I can't believe nobody's ever thought to do anything like that before. <laughs> it was really good, and the movie is so well conceived. And like I said, everything, and, you know, I can't imagine having to need to have control over everything in the movie. You need to, to take it all in yeah. as a director and be like, I have control over everything that people see. That is a huge responsibility and a huge burden to have to have to control the lighting, the sound, the just the yeah. CGI because none of it's real. It's real, but like the city isn't real. It's Gotham. Right. You know, when you're filming, obviously you're in in London or Chicago or whatever the case may be filming. But it's all kind of conceived. You have to. Well, and they do choosing. such a good job of making everything nondescript. 
as well. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's, there's no thing. building where you're like, oh, that I know that That's building. Grand Central Station. Right. And even the cars and the motorcycles and, you know, like we were talking about, it's it's everything's nondescript. It's all and, a vibe, man. Yeah, it's all a vibe. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Well, before we get uh, on to some more chat, what have you got for us? Yeah, let's take a minute to talk about Obert Car Care. Have you ever wanted to polish or detail your vehicle but no. didn't know where to start? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Oberk was researched, developed, and tested by car care experts to bridge the gap between enthusiasts and professional-grade products and remove the guesswork from polishing or detailing your vehicle. These guys are passionate with a long history of developing products, so they know firsthand what makes a good product itself. And right now, they're offering a whopping 20% off your next order at oberkcarcare.com when you use the code OVERCREST. Check them out, oberkcarcare.com, and use that code OVERCREST. Why do you think that the, the petroleum plant or whatever didn't want a combustion engine car? Are they afraid that the stunt car would explode? Yes. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I would think that from what I've seen, Teslas explode at a True. pretty high frequency. <laughs> good point. I, I've seen far also less cars because cars don't explode. Well, stunt they, cars might. Yeah, but the gas tanks are fuel cells that are. I know you're right. I think it's more likely that a, <laughs> that a Tesla is going to burst into flames. <laughs> Than a, than a regular car. Well, maybe true. You know what's gonna suck for what? criminals is when all the cop cars are electric. Because okay. you think that a, a a Mercury Grand Marquis or a police interceptor is quiet. Because they're quiet. Yeah. I've had I've I've been I've hid in the bushes while cop cars drive by looking for me. I've done that. <laughs> and all you hear is this little whir and the and the rocks on the tires. Right. When it's a cop car, they're going to be able to hit, like, silent mode, like hit a button. Oh, is this the biggest concern for you is how noisy the cop car is? I, well, I thought you were going to talk about, like, range anxiety, trying to lead them on a car chase, or, like... Nah, that's not going to matter. <laughs> no, they're going to have being enough. quiet, that's what matters. It is. <laughs> like, if you're creeping with your little spotlight looking for somebody, uh-huh. the quiet cop car... Because I was in the bushes, it startled me because they didn't have their lights on. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I just heard this crunching of the t- the tires thing. I was stealing hood ornaments from yes, cars. Yes, we've talked about yeah, this several about times that. And before. someone called the cops on me of somebody running As around their, in their backyard. <laughs> which is, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's... Chris Flewell's stunt career right there. Yeah, hiding in the bushes. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine being able to suspend... I'm. I would be scared, you know, to do most of this stuff. I've I've done some dumb things in cars, drifting up the Moki Dugway and the Burr Trail and stuff like that. But that is still pales into comparison to some of the stuff that stunt drivers do for sure in and out of cars. For sure, yeah. The I, I feel like. Do you think it'd be more dangerous the sort of hand to hand physical stuff? Because even in vehicles and everything else, there's some there's some control going on, or there is you know. Well, you heard so many about the power steering having the gas true. out of the situations. Yeah, that, that I suppose the power is steering was. But at the same time, you're still wearing a helmet and you have a full roll cage and a fireproof suit. You're not wearing a helmet. You're wearing a a Batman cowl, the the the, the Batman thing. You don't have a helmet. Yeah, but he on. said it was carbon fiber underneath with like a visor. That was on the bikes. Oh, so yeah, there maybe was no helmet. <laughs> I don't know. It might not have been. In some situations, there probably was, and yeah. they just fixed it. In I post. mean, just regardless, all of it is frightening, terrifying. It is. Yeah, and, and kudos to the guys that do it, so like we can be so entertained. It was an so amazing film. I guess we'll just leave it and say, if you haven't seen the film yet, we recommend it. Yeah, and if you want to see Rick's Instagram, it's Rick Stunts. 
It's uh, Rick English. If you just type that in on Instagram, you'll be able to follow him on social. We said right after the movie, what a great name for a stunt guy. Yeah, Rick Rick English. English. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome guy. All right, we will see you guys. Do we know what's going on next week? No clue. No clue. Is it up to you? Are you? Is it my turn? I think it's your turn. I think it's I think you're it's you this time. It's me. Okay. Yeah, you just find something to do. <laughs> you know what I miss doing? What? I miss doing like news and current events. I think we should throw that in every once in a while. Should we just do like a, a fun episode next month? I don't know. Next month, just, next year, next, next week. Next year. Jesus. <laughs> um, I think that every maybe once a month we could do a monthly recap of industry news and what's going on. I I just I miss I feel when I'm not doing those, I'm not into the news. I don't watch. I right. feel like I'm disconnected. Because when we were doing well, those, we I... did talk about it last week with Joel Fetter. Ah, okay. So that's so you missed it, but I did it. Okay, so that was this this month's one. We'll do sure. another one next month where we can talk about that kind there of stuff. There you go. And if you haven't, um, you should sign up for our Patreon. Uh, it is the Overcrest Drivers Club. So it's Patreon.com/slash/Overcrest, right. and you can get some exclusive stuff there where we talk about our projects. Um, I actually worked on the Mercedes again a little bit, which nice. was, which was great. I got to do that. Um, I got some parts in the mail for the Trooper. We should probably record a Patreon episode. I think we, we should. Yeah, we should do a Drivers Club episode. Ep, 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 episode, and uh, get That's that, a, yeah. get that, get that out of the way. <laughs> All right, guys, we will see you next week. Until then, I will miss you too. We'll, we'll, we'll see you then. Take care.